the investment you might make to buy a car. Along with all this equipment came a new style of fighting. Earlier in the Homeric era, combat had been uh, a wild melee. Every man fought for himself. And warfare was really just a series of individual one-on-one -on -one duels. But with all this armor, a hoplite could not move very quickly. And he was vulnerable to being attacked from behind or the sides. From the front, though, with all his armor and his shield, against an opponent who didn't have those uh, protections, he was nearly invulnerable. So to take advantage of this, the new strategy of warfare in the Greek world was to form a group of hoplites into a line, with each of their shields slightly overlapping that of their neighbor. And so from the front, they would present a solid wall of metal punctuated by spear points. Usually, multiple rows of hoplites would be arranged one behind the other, forming a solid mass of men. And this formation is called the phalanx. The key to success for a phalanx of hoplites is cooperation. Every man has to stand firmly in his place because as long as no gap opens up in the phalanx, it's almost impossible to harm them. But as soon as any gap opened up, people could dash in and attack them from the vulnerable sides. So uh, each man's life literally depended upon his neighbors staying in their place in the line. And there was thus a kind of uh, ideology of the phalanx. And in the phalanx, every hoplite was equally valuable. Every hoplite was supposed to do the same thing at the same time. And in a way, they were all equal and interchangeable. The phalanx worked best when everyone had practiced at marching and fighting together. And this then uh, created a, a new emphasis on drill and discipline that had not yet been present in warfare. Incidentally, the whole hoplite revolution would be one of those forces which would kind of push the Greek cities towards a form of democracy. Because now, military success depended on having large numbers of people with roughly equal amounts of wealth. And this was because uh, each soldier had to supply his own equipment. Hoplite battles themselves were um, brutal physical affairs, where the whole goal was to maximize the chance of killing as many of your enemy as possible. And this whole style of combat, this intensive sort of warfare, was new as well. Uh, some historians have even argued that the Greeks had created a, a new model for what is sometimes called the Western way of war. And that's a style of warfare whose purpose is to uh, bring about a decisive battle with maximal slaughter. All right, let's return now to Sparta. From the very beginning, Sparta was odd. Uh, unlike a lot of Greek city-states, they were located fairly far inland, so they did not have easy access to the sea. Uh, even by the standards of Greek topography, Sparta was isolated because there were steep mountains all around it. And so the early Spartans tended to uh, keep to themselves more than other Greeks. Now, the key moment in Spartan history happened during the era of colonization. Whereas almost every other Greek state solved the problem of overpopulation by taking their extra people putting them on boats and sending them out to found new colonies, 
the Spartans alone found a different solution. Their solution was to invade the neighboring territory of Messenia, conquer it, and steal the land of its inhabitants. This key event happened around 730 BC, and it was called the First Messenian War. And this one uh, action would irrevocably put the Spartans on a totally different track of development from all the other Greek city-states. Sparta's treatment of Messenia what was also unusual. Uh, the Spartans did not move into Messenia uh, and live there themselves. Instead, the Messenian people were reduced to the status basically of slaves. But how this worked was the Messenians were divided up among the Spartans, and each full Spartan citizen was assigned one or more Messenian farms as, as sort of his. Um, the Spartans called the enslaved Messenians.